0: Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lauren McMill. This episode is a Bible study on part one of chapter nine of the book of Luke. If you haven't checked out my previous Bible studies, I do have my Bible studies and the study guides included on my Facebook group. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire, just like the name of this podcast. And I'll have the link in the show notes of this episode, but you can also just go on Facebook and type in the search bar, Faith Fuels My Fire, and request to be added in the group. Once you're added in the group, you'll see a tab that says Guides. Click on that tab and you'll see all of my previous Bible studies and the study guides included. Before we get into this Bible study, I did want to say a quick prayer. So if you would, please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you lift up every single person listening to this right now. Please give us knowledge and understanding to know exactly what it is that we're reading and the wisdom to implement it in our daily lives. Please open up our eyes, our ears, our hearts, and our minds to you, Lord. And I pray that whatever it is that each person is supposed to receive from this Bible study, that they receive it and they implement it in their daily lives. I love you with every ounce of my being. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, now let's get into this Bible study. So I'm just going to start reading at verse 1. When Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. He sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He told them, take nothing for the journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra tunic. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. If people do not welcome you, shake the dust off your feet when you leave their town as a testimony against them. So they set out and went from village to village, preaching the gospel and healing people everywhere. Now Herod the Tetrarch heard about all that was going on, and he was perplexed. Because some were saying that John had been raised from the dead, others that Elijah had appeared, and still others that one of the prophets of long ago had come back to life. But Herod said, I beheaded John, who then is this I hear such things about? And he tried to see him. All right, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. So in verse 1, where it says the 12, that is the 12 that he designated apostles that we saw in part 1 of chapter 6 of the book of Luke. And this power that Jesus gave the twelve can only be given by God, and Jesus is God the Son. So the twelve didn't have the power themselves, it was given to them by Jesus Christ. In verses 3-6, through Jesus wanted them to go in faith and to be dependent on God. And if they didn't bring anything with them, then they had to trust the Lord for everything. In verse 5, If people didn't welcome them, then he told them to shake off the dust of their feet, and this would be a testimony against them. And verses 7 through 9, Herod was confused whenever he heard about all of this because some people were saying that Jesus was John the Baptist that had risen from the dead, and then others were saying that he was Elijah the prophet. But Herod wanted to see Jesus because he wanted to see the man that was performing all these miraculous signs. And Herod possibly thought that Jesus could be his rival or his enemy. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 10. When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. Then he took them with him, and they withdrew by themselves to a town called Bethsaida. But the crowds learned about it and followed him. He welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who needed healing. Late in the afternoon, the twelve came to him and said, Send the crowd away so they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find food and lodging, because we are in a remote place here. He replied, You give them something to eat. They answered, We only have five loaves of bread and two fish, unless we go and buy food for all this crowd. About five thousand men were there. But he said to his disciples, have them sit down in groups of about 50 each. The disciples did so and everybody sat down. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them. Then he gave them to the disciples to set before the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. All right, so I'm gonna stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. So in verse 11, This shows that Jesus welcomes everyone who comes to him to learn from him and to be healed by him. In verses 12 through 14, this was a crowd of about 5,000 men, and that wasn't including women and children. And all they had for food was five loaves of bread and two fish. And so the apostles told Jesus to send the crowd away so they can go and find food. Jesus' disciples didn't understand the power of Jesus Christ, the power of the one that was with them. In verses 15 through 17, the disciples set everyone down. And in verse 15, when Jesus looked up to heaven and gave thanks to God and broke the bread, this shows the relationship between God the Father and God the Son, and also it's a demonstration that we should always give thanks to God before we eat or break bread. But Jesus was acknowledging where his power came from, and he was so grateful for God the Father. Then the disciples distributed the loaves of bread and the fish to all of the people, and they all ate until they were satisfied. So five loaves of bread and two fish were distributed between all of these people by the power of Jesus Christ. And once they ate until they were satisfied, then the disciples picked up 12 huge basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. So, I'm going to continue reading at verse 18. Once, when Jesus was praying in private and His disciples were with Him, He asked them, Who do the crowd say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, that one of the prophets of long ago has come back to life. But what about you? He asked, Who do you say I am? Peter answered, The Christ of God. Jesus strictly warned them not to tell this to anyone, and he said, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Then he said to them all, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will save it. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit his very self? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. I tell you the truth. Some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God. All right, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. So in verses 18 through 20, Jesus wanted to know who the crowds thought that he was, and also who his disciples thought that he was. And Peter knew that Jesus was the Messiah. He was the Christ of God, their savior. In verses 21 through 22, Jesus told his disciples what would happen to him. He told them about his crucifixion and resurrection to fulfill his mission on earth. In verses 23 through 27, we are nothing without Jesus and we have to deny ourselves daily and follow Jesus Christ. Whenever we ask Jesus to come into our hearts and forgive us of our sins and he saves us. We have to follow Jesus and humble ourselves and seek to live and have a heart like Jesus and deny ourselves of our sinful nature daily, which whenever we're saved we have the Holy Spirit within us and we have the fruit of the Spirit and we have to ask God to reveal the fruit of the Spirit in our hearts and let the Holy Spirit guide us. And what Jesus says in verse 24 here, we are dead in our sins and alive in Jesus. In verse 25, as believers of Jesus Christ, this world is our temporary home. So there's no reason for us to try and gain the world or the things of this world because our true home is in heaven. And the ones that are so stuck on trying to gain the world will lose everything. In verse 26, what Jesus is talking about here is whenever the Son of Man, which is Jesus Christ, comes back for his people. Those that are ashamed of Jesus and his words, he will be ashamed of them at the time whenever he comes back for his people. And in verse 27, Jesus is showing here that the end result is not death, but eternal life in Jesus Christ. Once we're saved and Jesus comes into our hearts, then we have eternal life in heaven. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 28, about eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor, talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and enveloped them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice came from the cloud, saying, This is my son whom I have chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, they found that Jesus was alone. The disciples kept this to themselves and told no one at the time what they had seen. All right, so those are all the verses that I'm going to be reading here in part one of chapter nine of the book of Luke, but I'm going to discuss these verses with you guys here. In verse 29, what had happened here was the transfiguration of Jesus, and it showed his glory as king over all God's kingdom. In verse 30, Moses and Elijah had came from heaven, and they spoke of what Jesus was going to accomplish in Jerusalem. In verse 32, this shows that Peter and his companions had only saw a small part of the meeting between Jesus, Moses, and Elijah, because they were very sleepy, and when they were fully awake, that's when they saw them together. In verse 33, Moses and Elijah were about to leave Jesus, and Peter went up to them because he didn't want this glory that they saw to stop. And so, he made the mistake of putting Jesus as an eagle with Moses and Elijah whenever he suggested putting up three shelters for them. In verses 34 through 36, Peter and his companions were afraid whenever they entered the cloud and this just goes to show how we as sinners feel whenever we're in the presence of God. That feeling of awe, being in his presence but also dread knowing that we're sinners in our spiritual poverty compared to God and the voice that was in the cloud was the voice of God the Father. And by God the Father saying that Jesus is his son, that he is chosen, and to listen to him clearly shows that Jesus is not on the same level as Moses or Elijah. In verse 36, they found that Jesus was alone and they could only focus on Jesus, which is exactly what we need to do. We can't focus on the prophets from the Old Testament or other people that talk about Jesus or that speak with great knowledge and understanding of the words of the Bible. But we have to focus on Jesus Christ alone. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And he has to be our only focus. We have to focus on following him and seeking to live and have a heart like him and implementing his teachings that we learn from our Bible. So I'm going to end this Bible study with three takeaways that I want you guys to write down. Number one is... Jesus provides us with everything that we need when we follow him. Number two is Jesus Christ is the savior of the world. And number three is we have to focus on Jesus alone. All right, so that concludes this Bible study on part one of chapter nine of the book of Luke. Tomorrow, we're going to go into part two, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And yeah, I love you guys so much. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye guys.